Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. re-record that it's a bit sleazy i do apologize hey hope uh welcome to the rgm experience podcast a podcast where you the guest joins us for an hour or so to talk about the music and what goes on at the grassroots music levels here at the rgm experience podcast with me carl maloney how you doing guys you're eight ah nice nice one thank you yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, this week I'm on my holidays as we speak, uh, so I pre-recorded the interview, the, this interview, the same next week as well, I'm away for a week, sunning it up, uh, having meetings uh, to try and expand uh, RGM USA, uh, got a few meetings to try and basically find a space where we can showcase more UK music in, the, in America, and more American bands in the UK, how are we going to do that? Well, I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on in my world at the minute. I'm not in the UK at the minute. I'm over overseas, I think they say, don't they? Um, but, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, fear not, every week we have an amazing guest coming up for you to this, this week, ladies and gentlemen. It is Ruby J. You know, when you see a person's name out there all the time, and I just want to speak to Ruby. So I sent him a message. Up to her manager, her dad. Lovely bloke as well, Carl. Thank you for arranging this. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, I was intrigued to get to know Ruby a little bit. And I think we did that. She's proper sound. Uh, so today's interview is with Ruby J. Fresh off a tour with the Lathams, supporting John Power. She's all over it. And we talk, we talk about that in the interview as well. And really get to know Ruby. Really enjoyed really enjoyed the chat so that's coming up ladies and gentlemen i'm sure you're excited about that as always as a podcast listener listener there's plenty to be uh, checking out in the old archive section as well uh, plenty in there so if you're happy with this interview if you're new to the podcast if you're a ruby j fan and you're, you're catching us for the first time hi guys uh take a look in the archives there's loads going on So, ladies and gentlemen, not much of an update on RGM this week because I don't know because I'm not in the week yet. I'm, a, I'm away. Uh, but there's loads of live stuff, entertainment, music interviews, reviews, all the normal type of stuff going on at rgm.press. That will continue. I'm taking my iPad, so I'm, I've, got, I've got to keep the magazine alive while I'm away. Um, but, I'm, uh, but yeah, all the, there's going to be loads of stuff that I'm going to somehow try and keep up to date with while I'm away and make happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, I'm just going to crack on with the podcast and let's have a great chat, eh? Yeah. Ruby J. Hi, mate. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. I'm fine, thank you. So, yeah, thanks for joining us today. I know you've just been hit by a bit of traffic and you rushed a little bit, but uh, it's all good. (laughs) So good now. Relax. Hey, mate. 
Well, it's, it's you all on. You've been on tour, haven't you? You've had loads going on, so I presume yeah. you're used to a bit of traffic now. But getting all over oh, the country, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been mad. <laughs> Love traveling. It's definitely yeah. the most tiring part of the tour. It's yeah. just, it's just do a gig, get in the car, yeah. go to sleep, get out the car, do a gig, get yeah. in the car, <laughs> go to sleep. Has <laughs> <laughs> it got? Has it, has it got to? Has it got to the place where you can't remember where you are yet? <laughs> Not yet, not yet, not no, yet. Okay. Maybe one day. That, that's when you know you've made it, when you, you have oh, a clue where you wait. are because you're that busy. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us on the show, Ruby. I just want to get to know you a little bit and share um, the very few people that listen to this podcast that might not know you, you as a name, mate, I keep seeing you all over the place and it's an absolute pleasure to see and hear your music all over the place. It's uh, there's, there's a vibe about you at the minute. You know, you're engaging with a lot of people. Do, do, you, do you put that down to a specific thing? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Uh, I just like to make as much noise as possible, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> meet a lot of different people. I've met yeah. so many amazing people on the scene recently. Yeah. Um, well, not just recently, but since I started. Mm. Um, especially like this feeling crowd. They're also lovely. Yeah. Um, and they're all big supporters of new music. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, been, right. it's been, especially this tour that I've just, just finished. I've met yeah. so many amazing people, yeah. lots of new fans, mm. um, which is just a cra- still a crazy word to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't like it. Um, no, everyone, everyone's been loving the tunes, uh, especially with the band now and stuff. It's, yeah. been, it's been pretty crazy. Well, straight off a tour with the Lathams, but we'll, we'll come to that. We'll come to your experience with the boys later. You got, they got you a nice birthday cake I saw online as well. That looked <laughs> nice. It wasn't even my birthday. It was just a thank you. Oh, cake. was it? Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Okay, just a th- cakes. A, cakes a good. It's a good time to get yeah. a cake at any time, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Random cake. I'll yeah, take it. Cake. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, <laughs> talk me through uh, a little bit about you, Ruby. How did you get? Uh, how did you get into music growing up? What was Ruby J like as a little lass, uh, just growing <gasps> up in school and that, and you know, get, just getting into life? Talk us through you. Okay. Uh, well, I was I was thirteen when I first picked a guitar. Um, mm-hmm. I remember watching all the Arctic Monkeys, Glastonbury sets, oh. uh, festival sets like Tea in the Park and stuff, mm-hmm. and discovering them on YouTube um, and just being you know blown away by um, just the stage presence mm-hmm. and the reaction that they always had from a crowd because as we know they're bloody amazing yeah. especially at festivals like back in the day still now but more so <laughs> back in the day um and I, I i remember just thinking i'd love to do that one day um and his songwriting always used to inspire me to write me and things because mm. i just think he's like the most one of the most brilliant writers alex Turner has got such a talent um for writing and yeah i picked up a guitar started learning the basic chords, um, learn how to play Wonderwall and sing Standard, it at the same time. Classic, like, yeah, I'm same onto time. something. Yeah. I'm onto something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I was playing before I, I started to sing. Yeah. Um, my dad encouraged me to sing because he thought I was all right. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. <laughs> so I stuck yeah. to it. Uh, he took me to open mic nights um, in little pubs, the little yeah. pub in Stoke and Trent where I did my first one. And there was about three people in the room, including my granddad. And I was very nervous. <laughs> Uh, but I did it, and once I did it, I, I kind of fell in love with music and, and being on stage. And we just carried on from there, and yeah. then we'd start doing gigs properly, and it, it all kind of spiralled from 
from that, really. Well, we, we might have to slow down a little bit, Ruby, less the, the interview will be done in five minutes because you've just been <laughs> through your whole career there, mate. Well, one one thing you, you like you mentioned there with the uh, with particularly with Alex Turner, he he when uh, when the Arctic Monkeys started off, there wasn't much stage presence there when from the band when they were young and just coming through. It is something that he really, oh, if from a from a distance, it feels like he's really worked on and honed and crafted that that stage performance. How how have you feel? How, how do you feel like you're getting on with that side of thing as well? Because I can appreciate when you're just playing, you know, that first gig to your grandparents, to your granddad. You know, you know, you, you put, I, I presume your stage performance was a bit different to what it is now. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, it's different. I've been an acoustic artist, live artist, for ever since I started music. Yeah. Um, and the first go, that first gig, I was just sitting down in a little stool, very shy, <laughs> yeah. um, with my leather jacket, trying to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's definitely stage stage presence is just something you develop from doing like hundreds and hundreds of gigs to big crowds, small crowds, um, as many people as possible. And I've got a beautiful band behind me who are just unreal. Um, we just had so, we have so much fun together on stage. And I think when you ha- when you can tell that you're having fun on stage and that you're enjoying it, that's stage presence is very easy to have. Um, and luckily I've had lots of nice compliments about my stage presence this week on oh, Zoom, nice. which has been that. Um, in, 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 what, yeah, in what kind of just, way, what, what kind of things were they saying? People... Apparently, say not to toot my own horn. People are saying I'm very, um, yeah. very entertaining and very yeah. confident on stage, which yeah. is nice because I think it just comes down to if you can enjoy the music that you're performing live mm-hmm. and writing, um, and you just vibe in with everyone else on stage, it's very easily entertaining for an yeah. audience. Um, yeah, so that was nice. So is that is that something that you felt like you've got better at over? you know, the last year. Yeah, 100%. It definitely takes, like I said, it's just experience, I'd say. The more gigs you do, the the better songs you write Mm. and you just know when you're performing a song, you know, this is a a good song. Um, Yeah. So you you picked up the guitar at thirteen, and what did you do before music? What what were you, has it always been music, or has it been other things before you you started? I was, I think I was one of those one of those kids that had to try everything before they find something right. they were good at. That was my dad took me to football, yeah. uh, netball. Uh, he used to do dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while to find out which yeah. one I was all right at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That right. was it. That was literally it. And then I found music and I was like, this is the one. So do you, have you always had like guitars in the house and that kind of stuff then from your parents? Or did, did they ever play? Oh, the funny thing is, no. Yeah. Everyone always asks me this question, is, is your family musically oriented? My mum likes to sing. She's not the best nice. singer in the world, but she, she's always singing. <laughs> I always grew up with music on in the house all yeah. the time, like a lot of reggae and like soul, classic soul, uh, indie music. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's always music's always been a thing that we all, we've all loved. Um, but I'm the only one who's sort of played it. Right. <laughs> Well, how supportive are they like, you know, because, you know, like, so I just imagine your parents thinking, oh, my young daughter's out there in the big, cold, cold music industry. Do they, uh, have they ever, like, worried about you out there? You know, you, you know. Well, my, my dad comes with me to every gig. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Um, and he's, they are the most supportive parents ever. Yes. Um, I couldn't wish for 
more support than both. Mum got to finally come to a gig the other day, actually, the Birmingham show we did, the Athens at the Institute. Yeah. And that was amazing because she never gets to come to the gig because she's, she's, she's either looking after my little sister because she's only yeah. young or um, working because she's a nurse. Yeah. Um, and she got to come the other day and it was amazing because we were all together. Um, and she finally got to see me. In a work environment. When, when, <laughs> uh, so when was the last and... time she saw you? Though had she seen you before, like at yeah, smaller gigs? Yeah, she's seen like a odd like acoustic set, but she hadn't seen you with a band before and on a big stage, in a big venue. And um, thousands so, of people in front of you. What, sorry? That must have been quite a thing for your mum to see you doing, yeah. the, like just starting off doing a few acoustic gigs, and then next minute, you know, <laughs> yeah. having a, yeah, a th- few thousand people, you know, all, yeah. all looking, all enjoying your music. That must be mad. Yeah, it was nice. She loved it, and it was it was nice to share that together as yeah. a family. Yeah. Oh, well, one thing I've been having a look on the socials and that kind of stuff, and uh, it, it's a bit of a common theme where, particularly younger artists, that there isn't uh, a lot of, on uh, younger artists' social media. There's not a lot of like personal stuff on there. It's the, there's a lot of stuff about you know I'm on tour, I'm doing this. Last night were great. I'll see you tomorrow, Birmingham or wherever you are in, in the world. But it, it's hard to find. Um, it's hard to find, you know, personal information about artists online these days. Is is that a conscious decision to, to make? I think, especially when I'm on tour, we kind of you know, lack time to yeah. share um, mm. more personal things because you kind of just, like I said, it is literally get out of the car, do yeah. the gig, load yeah. in, get off the phone, say a few things, there's too many things going on. But when I'm not, when I'm not, I do many gigs. I do like to post as much as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to others online because there are some amazing people online who, yeah. um, you know, support my music, share it, um, and are just good fun to talk to. Yeah. Um, I think every artist probably is different, though. And I know that a lot of artists don't like to spend much time online, which is fair enough, because sometimes the internet is a crazy place yeah. and would rather lock themselves up writing or, you know, playing guitar which is which is what musicians do um but yeah i think it's kind of just probably more personal to everyone else um Um, i like to share as much as as i can um because it's nice to have the memory there's no right or wrong way of doing it i was just intrigued intrigued by it really because i've just seen it as a better theme with other people as well i'm just wondering if um if it's like a a conscious conscious decision to not share as much because the internet can be a bit wild out there and yes (laughs) What's been your favourite thing about um, just being in and around musicians? Oh, favourite thing. Well, it's nice because everyone you meet, you all share that one love of music. Mm. So you all have something in common. Um, hmm. I've met some amazing people. And it's nice to sometimes when you're talking about, mostly you always listen to the gig together yeah. it's nice to discover new music like i know lots of people that i yeah. share music with and i think that's the best gift you can give someone check out the song or whatever or this artist yeah. or this album um and i've uh, that happens a lot i've got a lot of new tunes recently which is oh, nice and um, nice. often friends um it's also nice because you discover loads of more bands just from knowing them and meeting them at gigs and mm. then seeing them and you're like wow really good um yeah and you just you're always constantly in surrounded by live music which is amazing um yeah it looks like it inspires you quite a lot you know just having all these people around you 
Okay. Yeah, it's nice because you'll be like at a gig or something where you listen to a song and you blow like, oh, I like that. I want to write a song now. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's very good, yeah. Yeah. So how do you like, uh, what makes you stand out as an artist, do you think, Ruba? Ooh, good question. Um, the scene I'm in is very indie slash uh, male dominated I'd mm. say which I think yeah. is fair to say yeah. um, and at the minute I've been doing a lot of like soul jazz blues stuff mm. um, and I think that's quite noticeable like I've noticed it at these shows that I've just finished yeah. doing um, everyone said like it's so soul so blues and it's and they've all said it's nice to see something different um, from mm. the support which is nice because um, I'm really glad that they like the tunes because they are very different and um I'm excited to write some new ones and they're going down really well live. Um, so I think, yeah, because the songs that we're performing now, they're very old school yeah. and they're very old school inspired. And I don't think that I don't see enough bands doing it anymore. Like, you know, the soul, Motown, old school blues vibe. Um, which is all my like, favourite genres mixed into one. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's probably, probably what stands out the most. I love, I've got a trumpet player now as well, which is wow. nice. <laughs> So from, from being yeah. 13, picking up a guitar player, you've got picking up a guitar, you've got your own trumpet player. Wow. What, what, yeah. what, what, right. And uh, how, how long has the journey been for you to get to the stage where you are now? Well, ever since I was 13, that's when I started taking it um, seriously, I'd say. Yeah. And then got on this scene when I was about, well, probably last year, actually, when we did Isle of Wight Festival, maybe before. Um, so yeah, about four years Four years yeah. now, I'd say. Goes by very fast though, sometimes very slow, so it's hard to keep up. It definitely does, and there's been a pandemic and they were getting in everybody's way and all, haven't they? That's, that, that's not, that's not being great. How, how was that for you, just having a bit of downtime in between all the madness? Obviously it was gutting because it meant no more live music, but yeah. I wrote a lot of songs and played the guitar every day. Definitely got better. Um, I started a TikTok account because that was the only thing that you could, you know, <laughs> kind of do live shows on. Yeah. And they were fun. I got a, quite a good following, so that was nice. Gained some new um, new fans. Mm. Um, released, I think I released some music in the lockdown, did I? I think I did. God, I can't even remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bit of a mental time, but it gave me time to develop a lot more as an artist. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because... I wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, two years in isolation. Um, yeah. I, like, I like to put, like, think of the the benefits of COVID because, you know, during it all, everybody were like, ooh, nightmare, <laughs> boring. You know, it was just it was just a crap time. But a, a lot of good things have come out of it. A lot of people have had time to reflect on where they are in the industry and, and look, <laughs> look around a little bit and slow down a little bit and just think about, you know, and, and just get better during it. And, and, and you know, you, you've just gone from strength to strength, even with a pandemic in the way, as a young lass in the industry. Um, yeah, you kind of have to. kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. There's always a, there's always a, behind the people that make it and make things happen, there's a strong personality about, about them. Have you, have you always been a strong woman? God. <laughs> uh, my parents are the strongest people I've ever met and yeah. ever will know. They are just amazing people. Um, when I was about, about seven-ish, I was a bit, I wouldn't say shy, I wouldn't say shy, but um, I, feel I, was, I was quite bubbly. Um, 
didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do with life, obviously, because I was only seven. Um, yeah. But um, well, I, I think it's definitely when I felt when I found music, and I realised I could perform in front of the yeah. audience and and you know entertain them. I think that's a really powerful thing to have, yeah. and it definitely makes you stronger. And and being in this industry itself, which is such hard industry to be in and you get a lot of knockbacks and setbacks um, but a lot of good things and you just have to mentally kind of deal with it that definitely makes you stronger and and my dad has helped me through all those things and I definitely would say that's made me a strong person I'm not allowed to be soft as he says yeah yeah, but this industry if you're going to be in any industry as a young person this one is one that will make you strongest person ever i know i I get it and so so doing a few acoustic gigs then 13 just doing a few gigs not many people there at the start there never is for anybody um who like gave you your first break where you thought where it started to open up a few doors for you when did that start to creep into your career i'd say when oh god there's been so many shows okay (laughs) i remember i try this is one that i remember being like wow um Mm. i was yeah, 15, 16. Oh, how old was I last year? 16. <laughs> 15, I want to say, I think I was 16 at this time when I did a show with Red Rum Club um, after Mike, the guitarist, did some guitar and a tune that I wrote called Should Be Me and he was in the studio with us and he put down some bass and guitar and then he said, oh, we're doing a show in Liverpool of the Arts Club if you want to do a support slot. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be amazing because I was a fan of them before I met them. Wow. Um, and I remember that was like a sold out show and that was like, the, at the time it was the biggest crowd I played to and it was just little of me on the stage and I remember being like, wow, this is cool yeah. and that did open lots of doors and I'm very grateful for that and then I did the Jamie Webster gig like the mm. month after in Scala at London and that was unreal. Uh, so probably at that point and I just remember being very excited and it was a lot of an exciting time and then we did the lead bill with Red Rum and then, and then last year we did the spring tour with them in May, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, you'll be, you'll yeah. be in with the Scousers then, won't you now? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know a lot on the scene and they're, they're all amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's so good. We, we've had Red Rum Club and Jamie on the, on the podcast and we've chatted to those guys. And, yeah, like- you know, I, I, I can remember seeing Red Rum Club when they were just babies, really just starting off and then just to watch, yeah. watch them explode has been, been great. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's just a, a force to be reckoned with. You're in, oh, good, yeah. you're in good company there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're great people. Like the Red Rum have always been very supportive. Because like, I met them in a studio session with uh, Chris Taylor, who produces like the laugh and stuff and the blossoms, and mm. he he was doing Red Room at the time, yeah. um, and he was like, "Oh, there's this girl that we've got a session with. She want to come and do some guitar, whatever." And we got on really well. And it's like there's a bit in the song where there's claps and like and like <laughs> a little uh, chorusy fun bit, and Mike has to like lay down the claps, and we did it together, and it was really fun, and it was a fun day. And then, the, and then we did them shows together and we got to know each other and they're, they're the nicest lads ever. Oh, really good band. It, it's great to see people just giving back that way and, you know, just getting yeah, people it's nice. those, really nice. those type of, that type of exposure to big, you know, thousands of, you know, Red Rum Club in Liverpool, they're just massive. So it must have been thousands of people that you played to. How, yeah. how did you prepare to, from playing smaller gigs to like playing to thousands of people? Did you approach it differently? Uh, no, I think as long as you go on stage 
with the confidence that you will smash it. Uh, yeah. And you just have fun. Uh, you just be yourself on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think crowds have ever really phased me. Even like this tour we just did with the Lathans, did yeah. definitely the biggest crowds we've done. Um, but I think you just have to enjoy it and not let the nerves ruin your gig because it's very easily you can easily let that happen as long as you just grab the opportunity just smash it nerves are a real one aren't they nerves are a really strange thing aren't they because it can it can it can take over you sometimes nerves and that kind of stuff yeah Uh, that that gig i was nervous for the first like two songs and then i remember being like don't let the nerves throw you this gig away for you you gotta just channel them Yes. I, I I was once told that nerves are just there before you do something great. Yeah. That's what I can try and remember. Good, 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 good take. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right then, so uh, the journey. So 13th, picked up a guitar, uh, a few yeah. gigs, uh, just two or three people get this amazing opportunity through Red Lung Club, Jamie Webster, things start happening. Uh, how did you adjust to, to people asking you more questions and wanting you on shows and things? And how did you, like, because it, 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 it could take a lot of time, particularly if you're, uh, I don't know, if you're studying and that kind of stuff at the same time. Um, did, did you have any challenges with the amount of offers that you were getting compared to, um, you know, just normal life that you've got to crack on with as well? Uh, God, um, I think I'd left, yeah, I'd left school yeah. Just like a couple of months after I was offered the Red Rum gig. So that was good. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be starting college, started college, mm. got all these gigs coming in, and then I was like, I'm not going to have time to do college. <laughs> um, I'd fuck that off, um, <laughs> which is fine. This yeah. is all good. Um, I think it's just, it, it's nice when you get, like when you go from doing small venues to kind of being noticed a bit more and putting on bigger shows with bigger artists it's it's really nice because it it kind of gives you the the acceptance in a way um that you are good enough to play whatever play these venues with these these bands and artists which is it's nice it's like the industry's way of going you're doing it (laughs) and i think it's mostly excitement um I don't think there's any like adjusting to do more, more, more so just getting on with it and making sure that you, you're writing better songs and, and you're putting better shows on so you can play these bigger venues um, and succeed very well and make sure it's entertaining shows and the music's good, obviously, most importantly. Mm. Um, yeah. So did you yeah. make, so did you make a decision after being solo and starting getting these offers to write, Next stage, I need a band behind me. Talk yeah, that was kind of it. It was, yeah. so how did we decide? And who did you decide? How did you choose these people? Because I, I know from experience by speaking to a lot of bands that it's not mm. just it's, it's not just about the music sometimes. It's got to be the right personalities around you as well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so how did you go around? Well, it was that? about, it was January. We got the band together. Mm. Um, and we had... I think it, I think it was just Facebook, really. Funny enough, and we found these brilliant musicians. Um, Dad was on recruit mode <laughs> um, mm-hmm. on Facebook and found some amazing people. And um, we did our first like rehearsal in this tiny little room in Stoke, and were it all, went were really well. Local, were they all local to you, or did they have to travel in? Yeah, as well, yeah, two of them are Leeds based, yeah. but um, we live in Stoke, um, so it was not that bad. Yeah, um, we made it work, and 
we were in about we did about four rehearsals and then we got the offer for the Laughing's tour. Wow. And I said, lads, I know we've only had like four rehearsals and we've only done three songs <laughs> in two weeks going on tour with like this massive band. And um, so we crammed in those rehearsals and we um, we smashed the tour. I'm really proud of us because yeah. we we we, we we it was our first show. The first show was the first night of the Laughing's tour, wow. um, which is just crazy. Um, and it went it went really really well, really well. So, 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 just from Facebook, having a look around, see who's are they like session musicians or are they people looking yes. to join bands? Yeah, session musicians. Okay, so all, <laughs> all these talented people that are around us uh, are in the band now. What kind of how what how did it affect your performances having a band around you? It definitely makes it more fun, right. uh, more entertaining for a crowd. The idea was to be able to replicate the songs that I that, that, that are out on yeah. you know Spotify and all the rest um just get get them as close as possible sounding live and once we did that I knew that we were on to a winner and I and I've got loads of unreleased tunes that we jammed out yeah. uh, in rehearsals um and they're sounding sick live and I'm really happy with them um and it's very different um it's completely different to me yeah. and acoustic which is, it's nice because I'll still do acoustic gigs, obviously, because they're, they're still fun to do. Um, but it's it's like a whole new dynamic having a band on stage. Um, it's so much fun. It sounds amazing. Um, they're really good. And I'm excited for festival season because I'm sure it, the set will go down really well at festivals, yeah. Oh, I can, I can imagine. But you're like having all these, in, uh, you know, mad session musicians around you, you know, adding their own little bits to your tunes as well, I, I presume. Uh, is there a lot of license for them to, you know, um, do their own thing as well? Or are you quite strict with how you had the song originally? Uh, yeah, I definitely have an idea of, of how I want it yeah. to song, uh, sound and little bits that I want in it. Um, mm. But because they are great musicians that have all been like, you know, musically trained. Yeah. Um, normally when they come up with something, I'll just go, well, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so yeah, nice. let's just keep that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll, but I definitely give them um, like, thoughts and inputs yeah yeah okay um so the uh so standing out as an artist uh making your way sorry i have to go through the journey in me uh, just to make sure i'm trying <laughs> to structure this thing so yeah so, so you know you're on church i can't speak on tour with red rum club um jamie webster what what so after those gigs then what kind of would you, were you start to get even bigger offers and and things like and i know the lather we're going to come to the latham store in a bit but uh, how yeah. long ago was the the just so i've got the timeline a bit more detailed well the red rum club jamie webster bit how long ago was that yeah the, the first red rum show i did with them was november 2021 mm. or 22 what year is it this year 2023 2021 that was yep. the jamie webster gig was december that year yeah, okay. and then after that I toured with Red Rum again in May mm. last year wow it's moving so fast isn't it it must be exciting <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah. I just can't imagine like you know just just watching you know I, I've I've seen many musicians slog it out all over the country for for many years like I'm I'm good friends with Harriet Rose I know she's coming up at your oh, Scunthorpe right. gig yeah I've, I've known her since she's I'm doing a gig 
with her, seeing actually. Yeah, it's, it's Scunthorpe. I noticed. Is it Scunthorpe? Yeah, that's Catholic. the one we have down there. Yeah, we'll say hello to me. Yeah, she's 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 amazing. I've I've known her since she's like way big. I I did a oh. first interview. I think I put her on first in Sheffield at Fogham Parrot when she was just tiny. Uh, oh, so cool. so just watching her, you know, work so hard and start to get a name for herself now. It's just there's nothing better than watching a journey of an artist or a band you know start to make waves and really enjoy this music industry because there's there's a lot of pitfalls in this industry that people um you know fall into too so it's just nice to just see all this positive stuff coming through uh, and female talent as well yes the thing is at the minute there's lots of great female talent coming through and it's really nice to see especially on this scene we need more yeah. we get more it's nice yeah. Well, we had, we had Rianne uh, on the line uh, on the podcast as well, Rianne Downer, uh, another amazing talent. So, yeah, because you're playing on that gig as well coming up in Scunthorpe, aren't you? I'll put a link to Yeah, it, a she's, she's a headline. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how much of, you know, these powerful women in the industry inspired you just to crack on with it all? Uh, well, my favourite female musicians have always been like the old school jazz singers like Billie Holiday and well like soul and stuff like Tina Turner and um blues singers like there's this blues singer called Big Mama Thornton who was one of my favorite artists ever and every time I listen to her voice it's just unreal um she plays the guitar as well and she's amazing um and she definitely inspired me to to sing more soul stuff and be more entertaining live because she's just amazing to watch live. She just captivates you with her soulful voice. She's just huge and amazing. Um, and things like Erica Badu because my mom always listened to her and I remember listening to her when I was little. She was always on in the house. Um, yeah. And I love watching female, like I watched a video the other day of Tina Turner and uh, David Bowie doing Let's Dance live. Uh, I think it was some festival, it might not have been, but um, they did it together and it was amazing. I remember just watching it being like, oh, she's mesmerising on stage. She made David Bowie look rubbish. That's how good she was. <laughs> yeah. Who would be like your dream duet with then, just while you're on that topic? Oh, dream duet. Oh, it's got to be Paolo Nutini. He's yeah. my favourite, all-time favourite, Paolo. Just oh, unreal. Best voice ever. That doesn't seem like too much of a reach, that, for you, I think. Really? Oh, thanks. No, I mean, I mean, like, for it to happen, you know, things are moving really quickly for it, you know. Paolo, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be. Oh, I, love you know. I love him. I love him so much. Oh, that's great. So, how? Um, so you know, it, busy on the road, things are happening, uh, it's moving quickly. Um, how, how has your songwriting developed over this busy period it as do you have to put it to the side a little bit because you're so busy or do you just have to find yeah. time to 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 keep creating yeah I, I mean the last time i released music last was in october when i just finished a tour with andrew Cushion. um and i'd been writing a lot in, after that and then we did just Latham's tours have not really had time to write recently, yeah. but I had written before the tour loads of new tunes and half the set is basically new songs. Um, and I'm just about to start writing again, actually, because um, to get a better set, even though the set's amazing yeah. at the minute. Um, but yeah, you kind of definitely have to put it aside when you're touring because mm. you just don't, well, I don't have the energy because yeah, <laughs> I've just put all my energy into this amazing performance. Yeah. Um, 
But no, it's good though because when you're touring, there's so much going on that can inspire you or give you, you know, ideas to write later on. And you just write in a little notepad and you come back to it, um, where you come up with a little riff. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what I will write next. Actually, I know it's going to be something good. I'm just not sure what yet. Well, you mentioned Andrew Cush in there, the little trickster. I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. I've been to see him live <laughs> oh, in Manchester. Yeah. He, 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 he's a good, funny, oh, he's nice funny. lad, he's isn't he? <laughs> I met his mum yeah. once at a gig in Manchester. She's lovely too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you, have nice. you got any funny uh, Andrew Cushing stories? Oh, I don't think I do, actually. I just I remember seeing him playing with a, the lightsaber thing. It was at a Sheffield gig. That was funny. Oh, okay. The whole band was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but no, his band are lovely. They're really funny. Nice guys. Nice guys. They had a good time on tour with them. They're lovely. Yeah, it, it, told, it told me on a previous episode of the podcast, it's in the archives, if you fancy a listen, ladies and gentlemen, where we, uh, we were playing darts with Scott from the Lathams. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They've got a dance floor on tour now. Yeah, they had a games room section the other day, one of the venues. Yeah, actually, we were doing our sound check in Cardiff, and Alex and a mate of mine were just playing football while we were doing our sound check. It was nice. (laughs) That's how big the venue was. Just just in the big like um, yeah, like stand up bit where people stand up. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, yeah, just having a game of football. (laughs) Yeah, well, we did our sound check. That, that was nice. That must be quite surreal. So, uh, you know, the the bigger stages then, did you, do you have to prepare different as a band? Because I know you you got some nice um, orange amps I saw on your socials. Where they, that, they look nice. So oh, is, that, is, that, is that for you or is that for a band member? Or is, is that for That's you? for me, mate. Yeah, got, for me. Got you, fair enough. Nice one. So <laughs> well, there that, that must it's be nice. <laughs> Getting endorsements and things. It's Yes. Nice work, mate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, well... It was. It's funny because I remember having the, the call with the band. They'd be like, "We're playing. We're going on tour with the Latins." They were like, yeah. um, "But I think we all definitely step up our game when we're, we know it's an important gig in a big, uh, big venue." Um, and no one was shy. No one was nervous because we all had the team talk. Like, just have a good time. Yeah. There's no room for nerves in this yeah. game, and it's not allowed. Um, and once the first gig was done, because it was our first gig as a band, which I think we were more nervous about, not the fact that it was a laugh, just like yeah. the fact that we'd never done this before live, so this could all go very wrong, or go very well, but it went very well. Um, and once you get the first one out of the way, it was just like, everything else was just easy. So, yeah. The, those lads, because I've, I've spoke to them uh, before the Tramlines gig a couple of years ago, so mm-hmm. so laid back, chilled out. They, it must be a really nice, chilled out environment backstage. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. They sound like they've got their head screwed on with the world ahead of them. Those yeah, they're so lovely. I mean, we were doing sound check for um, Birmingham the other day and I snapped my string in guitar, um, on, on, on the guitar, um, and I was I was just looking for a string in my case that, to replace it and I didn't have the bloody uh, names of the strings on it. And Alex came over and he was helping us. There's actually a picture of him helping us look for... Um, a D string yeah. and there's like all these strings and we were like which one is it and he was like I don't know this one looks right to me and I was like this one looks right to me he spent an hour doing that um, but he was lovely every time like um, I had to go through their dressing room to get to the stage at the, wow. at the Birmingham show mm. and they and they sat and watched they were playing this game and didn't have any audio on it so they were listening to our sound check while they played this game 
and they said that the sound check sounded amazing and they watched our set every night which was really nice it was really cool the the, the loveliest lads I've, I've met on the scene they're really nice and it was amazing watching them play live every night because they're just a great band so yeah. good so, so so like you know it, it reminds me of like without being anything like Morrissey in a way with his Smith's like uh, like tone to his voice and that kind of stuff. Uh, I went to see him uh, when we were last time. Oh, at Neighbourhood Weekend. Uh, where I watched him then that last time, and I've seen him a few times over the years. But he, he's one that's really worked on his uh, perform- stage performance as well. I think. Yeah, he's amazing to watch. He's mm. amazing. Yeah, they just because uh, he, he was kind of like quite still, like Alex Turner was at the beginning, <laughs> and he, he's he's blooming into a, like giving out proper performances oh, yeah. and getting uh, he more confident. He's across the stage now. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to see. That's good. To Amazing. See. How yeah. how do you reflect on an experience like being on tour with the Lathams, and how do you look back on that now and think? <laughs> I don't think I have yet. I'm not even. Okay. The thing is, it all kind of happened so fast. Mm. And when you're in the moment, it all just goes really fast and you just kind of have to, like, in- soak it in while you're there. Um, I said, we're still on this massive high. I think we all are. We just haven't been able to come down yet. Um, it was only until I was stuck in bloody Stafford Town traffic today when it hit me. I think that was back to reality. Yeah. Uh, and then you just constantly looking for the next one, the next big yeah. thing to come in. Um, it keeps you grounded. It definitely keeps yeah. you grounded. Um can't let your ego go too high um obviously no it's just it's been the most amazing time we've met so many amazing people we've played to some great crowds uh, a lot of dancing has been had and a lot of cake was eaten and a lot of um dance moves were had yeah what amazing, it's just what still am- haven't come what- down yet it'll take me a good couple of weeks i reckon what amazing people did you meet other than the boys uh, just like the, just the people that were watching in the audiences, oh, like okay, it's been right, nice okay. to have people yeah. come over and like. Because I started, um, I got some merch out recently that I mm. took to venues, and people were like buying some. And just like it's nice yeah. to talk to people after shows, mm. um, and they tell you, you know, their perspective of the gig, and they really liked it, and they, if they've not heard of you before, and now they know who you are, and they're going to listen to your music and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, the next question was going to be, how do you come down from a big big show like that? But you haven't yet, have you? <laughs> no, still, <laughs> it's only been, I got back on uh, Saturday. What day is it now? I don't even know. Uh, was it uh, Monday? Tuesday. No, still not come down yet. Give yeah. me a couple of weeks and I'll no, get back to you. Take it, you stay up there as long as you want, mate. Enjoy it. I, I, I love watching people enjoy was- it. <laughs> and i saw on your socials as well that you've just announced that you, you signed a record deal as well what, what's that what's what does a record deal mean in today's world uh well it's with a label called lemon sun who are la based and uk based right. and they distribute music through sony um orchid and symphonic um it's, it's a good thing, basically, to put it in simple terms. Yeah. It's a brilliant thing, and there'll yeah. be lots of new music soon, so keep your eyes peeled. Yes. Um, lots of stuff planned for this year. I can't really say more than I that. I was going to say, have, have you got loads of stuff you can't say? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, that's good. That's fair enough. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll catch up when you've got loads of things that you can say at some point further okay. down the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so it's a assigned artist on the beginning of your journey into into the big old world out there so uh, what 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 do you think the next day where do you see yourself in the music industry now and where do you want to get to next uh headline festival would be nice, nice. 
Um, that's always got to be an amazing feeling to headline like the big stages, even though I think the small stages are, are fun, funner to play. Mm. Um, headline shows, planning some. Yeah. Your own tour? Just... Your own like headline tour plan- in the plans? Can't say anything? <laughs> oh, okay, you you didn't say anything. I, I, <laughs> I asked the question and you didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but there'll, there'll be there's exciting stuff. Um, yes. It's annoying because I can't say. No, but, fair um, enough, fair enough. Yeah, just expect similar things okay. to what you just said. Okay, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. So um, is there anything out there that you'd like to, um, you know, say to the people that have embraced your music recently, new fans, old fans? Is, is there uh, a message that you'd like to give them today just to... Yeah, just just a, a big, massive thank you to anyone who yeah. came out to shows to see me or it's just listened to music or even just follows me, really, because mm. it's still crazy to me that people would do such a thing. Um, little old me writing tunes in my little bedroom. Yeah, um, yeah uh, big up this feeling as well because they are the best for supporting ah, me. Yeah. So so what kind of yeah let, let's let's have a chat about this feeling so what kind of support have they given you let's talk about well them, they um, gave the me my first uh major festival slot mm. at the isle of white festival which was really big for me yeah. um it was one of my favorite shows that year i had such a brilliant crowd and they already knew who i was before i went on stage which was nice i even had someone from stafford who actually came to see um which is where i live mm. um and i met from then I met everyone else on the scene and I did what else did I do then I did the Andrew Cushion tour mm. um I did a show with the K's last year as well who were amazing mm. were really nice guys who actually watched my set at Isle of Wight funny enough um yeah they're just they're so great for giving not just me but like thousands and thousands of bands the opportunity to play like festivals or just just venues and sell them out and yeah, the biggest thing I the biggest thing I physically see and have seen in real life is the community around the, this feeling yeah. bands. I think that's, that's amazing. That, yeah. You can't you can't touch that. There's nobody else that touches that anywhere. Just that no. that, that community. It's great. Have you ever played with Spangled? I'm wearing a Spangled t-shirt. Oh, yes, I love the Spangled boys. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, do you know what? It's really nice. We've been at loads of gigs together, but I've never actually seen them live because oh, okay. we always clash them. Yeah. Like at neighbourhood festival was my one chance. To go and see them, yeah. I love sets clash, which is the most annoying thing <laughs> oh, ever. Um, and then we played the, what was it called? The Gathering Sounds Festival, which mm. is in Stockton last year. And they came to watch my set and I was about to watch them and then realised that we had to shoot off, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is the most annoying thing ever. Um, but they're, they're amazing. And they, they just played, um, where was it? Manchester? Yeah, some Academy 2 or something like that. One of the academies. Yeah, they look like a great gig they're well, so lovely i can they're remember amazing. having spangled on years ago at rgm live gigs and just just to see yeah. their enthusiasm and be around those boys i had them headlining my stage at tromlines fringe festival last year as well get on yeah, well with those, so the cool. beautiful boys yeah they're amazing they're really cool really cool so next stage is to see spangled live um, yes. <laughs> on my list. positive on my list. message messages um ruby J. I really appreciate your time joining us for this interview today, mate. I'm absolutely enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more. Uh, I need to come and see you live myself personally and just share your uh, music with the RGM uh, crowd that we've kind of like 
um, corralled together. So, so <laughs> keep working hard, mate. It's 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 a pleasure to watch your journey, uh, and I can't wait for what's coming up next. Thank you very much, Wallace. Thanks for having me. It's thanks, been Oh, thanks, Ruby, for joining us this week. If you enjoyed uh, listening to Ruby J, and why wouldn't you? Check out the link in the description of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, follow, find a gig, go and visit her, buy some merch, jump on her website, download her music, do all the normal type of things that music fans do. And we appreciate, you know, times are hard and that kind of stuff as well. Just we, we just urge you to do what you can, you know. I don't feel obliged with these things. We get it. It's tough out there for a lot of people. Uh, and just, we just want to pass some entertainment your way here at RGM and this podcast. So we really appreciate you joining us. Again, if you are new to this podcast and uh, if you listen, you're a Ruby J fan and you've caught it on the socials and you're, and you're listening for the first time. Hi, guys. Uh, stay stay tuned uh, there's plenty of stuff in the archives if you're one of those people and there's a few of you out there that have been here from day one many many thanks guys it's really very much appreciated you are in the RGM family and very welcome wherever uh, you may be so ladies and gentlemen I've been Carmeloni for another week here at the RGM podcast I'm going to get off but I hope you all enjoy the week ahead Supporting live music. Um, I wish you all the best. Hope you earn a few quid. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Nice one. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.